You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, I'm Bill's defensive end Greg Russo, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills! Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate. Thank you all so much for lending me some of your attention, some of your time to discuss some Buffalo Bills players. Uh, If you haven't listened to last week's episode, we had Buffalo Rumblings draft writer Max Owens on to discuss uh, the first three rounds and the first three draft picks of the Buffalo Bills. We discussed uh, also some other interesting topics like defensive tackle, state of defensive tackle, and also uh, state of right tackle. Max had some pretty interesting discussion on right tackle Spencer Brown, which I found very interesting, kind of skews my vision of him or my thoughts of him one way or the other. So you'll have to check that out. And in this episode, we're going to go through the final three picks of the Buffalo Bills and also plenty of other rookie discussion. And we're going to also discuss uh, Buffalo Bills uh, 20 22 rookies so how James Cook ended up doing all those players how they ended up looking Kair Elam how they all looked in 2022 and his thoughts for them in 2023 and beyond but first and foremost uh, happy Memorial Day weekend to all of you out there listening Uh, this is a very important holiday Um, not only is it a holiday it kind of unofficially kicks off the summer for all of us but also uh, you know, it's a time to get together with family, have a hot dog or a burger or a brat and drink some drink some beer, maybe uh, listen to some Bob Marley music, whatever. Uh, it's just a fun, fun weekend for a lot of us, family get togethers, etc. And uh, just wanted to shout out to all the veterans out there that are currently serving us either at home or away or have ever served us. I want to personally thank you for your service from Circling the Wagons, from Mike, John, and I. Thank you so much for your service, uh, for keeping our country free. Um, If you've been listening to us for a little bit, uh, you've heard me probably mention at one time or another that my father is a Vietnam veteran. Uh, He went over there. He's a Marine Corps veteran. He fought in Vietnam um, for two tours. And uh, so so I have, you know, a, a huge affinity, a great affinity for those that have served in our military and are serving in our military. So thank you very much for your service. I remember, on a personal note, I remember going to, uh, with him, even in my 20s and part of 
you know, part of my early 30s, uh, when I had a little bit more time before kids, we would go to the cemetery because he was part of the American Legion and we would plant little American flags on all the veterans' tombstones in this specific cemetery. Uh, and it was very eye-opening. Uh, it kind of made you realize how much so many have sacrificed for our freedoms, the things that we do each and every day that we so easily take for granted. I know I take it for granted just talking about it out loud and thinking about it. Um, you know, I wouldn't, this podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the sacrifices. I mean, NFL football, the Buffalo Bills, like those things might not exist if we didn't have so many that sacrificed their lives for it. Um, so, uh, you know, this is a time, although you should absolutely enjoy, you know, those family get togethers that brought that beer, the Bob Marley music, whatever, absolutely enjoy that. But just remember in the back of our heads that, you know, there's, uh, there was definitely a price to pay for all of the amazing things that we have. Not to say that our country's perfect because it absolutely isn't nothing really good is perfect. Uh, nothing's perfect out there, but there's still a lot to work on, but. Uh, we have a lot of things right in this country, and uh, we have a lot of those folks to thank for that uh, that we have. So thank you to all of you out there, and thank you for all those that pay the ultimate price. Because in reality, I mean, freedom isn't free, right? So I uh, want to thank. And then secondly, shout out to the Twin Spire Sportsbook at DeLago. If you're in the Western New York or Central New York area, do yourselves a favor. Head on down to Exit 41. Get off at Waterloo. DeLago Resort and Casino is right there. You can't miss it. Get off there and uh, and check out the Twin Spire sport, uh, Sportsbook over there. It's a good time. Great food. Great people. Great gambling. Uh, it is the jewel of Waterloo. So happy Memorial Day to you all. Enjoy the conversation with Max Owens about the 2023 Buffalo Bills rookie class. But I want to get to round five. We have wide receiver Justin Shorter out of Florida. Um, they traded back a couple of times uh, and eventually took him. Were you surprised with the pick? I know Xavier Hutchinson was still on the board from Iowa State. Like, did you like that pick? I mean, what were your thoughts on that? Um, I was fine with it. Um, I do know that he's um, had some special teams experience as a gunner, which is, you know, important on day three, as everyone says. Uh, special teams experience is really important. Uh, he's a fascinating body type. He's a huge dude. I mean, he's like 6'4", 225 pounds. Like, this is a legitimately rocked up dude. He's like, immediately going to be one of the biggest receivers in the NFL. He's a first off the bus player. Uh, he has recruiting pedigree going back to high school. He was a five-star recruit. He was the number one receiver in the country. Uh, started his career at Penn State, transferred to Florida. Uh, didn't have much luck at Penn State, and his production didn't improve too much at Florida. Um, he's just not a good – he doesn't have good agility. He's limited as a football player, as a, as a vertical option, really. Um, he's not a player who's going to be able to run a ver- diverse route tree. This is strictly a play at special teams and someone who's going to be able to get vertical for you. Um, he's really a, you know, he's a one trick pony as far as what he is as a receiver, but um, he does um, offer you vertical juice and, you know, he only ran in the four or fives at the combine, but he is six four two twenty five. This is a huge football player and someone that could be a potential ball winner for you vertically down the field. Um, I like the pick. I think he, I think he's a fair fit for what someone that they needed. Uh, he's a different body type. 
He's a huge X player with really good hands, and he does have uh, some juice to get downfield as well. And like I said, he is a special teams player. Um, you know, fifth round, it is what it is. You're gonna get, you're gonna have limited football players once you get to the fifth round. But someone that I'm, I'm, I've always been intrigued by since he came out of high school. Player who, an absolutely insane, like physical specimen. As far like when you look at him, he's an insane physical specimen. I'm sure people at training camp are gonna be like. It's going to be like Derek Rogers from that one year, like where everyone thought he was like the next dude. And, you know, this is what this player could be. Like he's when people see him in training camp, they're going to be absolutely jaw to the floor. He is an impressive looking dude, but I um, think he has a, has a good chance to stick as a six receiver year one. Maybe he gives you, you know, a few plays in year one as a receiver, but I think most of his value um, first one or two years, at least is going to be special teams and you hope that maybe there's something left in the, in the toolbox for him to develop. But um, at, at minimum, he's a depth player who can get vertical for you and will, has experience as a gunner as well and willing to play special teams. So I always kind of try to look into the future with some of these picks. Like you said, it's a fifth-round pick. It's a day-three pick. Like you're just looking for special teams, guys that can start on special teams and might hopefully give you something in the future on offense or defense. Never promised. But to me... I looked at this pick and I'm like, okay, you have a you have a big guy, limited route tree, not really fast. Um, it sounds like is a vertical threat, um, big guy. It sounds kind of like Gabriel Davis. Not didn't run a very fast forty whatsoever. Um, I would say the the difference maybe is obviously experience, but also like I th- it sounds like Justin Shorter has better hands than Gabriel Davis does. Could you potentially see this? Gabriel Davis is most likely not going to sign back with the Bills next year. He's probably going to be offered a contract in the double digits in millions, you know, and the Bills I'm sure can't afford that, and Stephon Diggs and Ed Oliver at extension. Everything else they want to do, they're already cap-strapped. Could you see this as maybe, if he grows a lot in this year, um, potentially getting some reps in the offense at that Gabriel Davis position in year two? Or is it Shakir's, at this point, is Shakir's uh be positioned to lose and uh and shorter probably won't even factor in well um if davis is gone after this year then shorter is really your only x option as far as what you have as a true x um you know i think gabe davis has more even like i don't think he's a super agile player but i think he has more agility than justin shorter um shorter i just think is so limited and he's not a good short area mover um, I think he struggles a lot in that area. He's got he's got heavy feet in short areas. He's more of a churner, um, which makes him limited. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, if he's the he's the only X option in 2024, and you look at the depth chart right now, and I don't think there's a way where you run out Kincaid, um, Shakir, and Diggs and think that you have your three. Like you don't really have an X. Like your players, I mean, unless you want Diggs to play X and you hope that you can get off press. Um, I don't think that's ideal. I don't think that they would want that personally. But, um, yeah, I think there's a chance that he factors into the offense at some point. But I would never feel, personally, I would never feel comfortable with him being your starting X because I just think he's too limited um, in the short areas to ever be a um, run of an NFL caliber route tree. I just think he's a, he's a role player who has the ability to be a super role player if if, if um everything comes together for him. I don't see, 
I don't see starter potential with him personally. I just see, mm-hmm. see super role player at, at maximum for him. If he hits that, you're happy. And, you know, he catches three, four touchdowns a year for you, and his average depth of target is like 15 to 20 yards down the field. You know, like kind of what Gabe Davis is now, but you hope that the hands are coming along with it, which he has improved. Um, he had some drop issues at Penn State. His hands have improved a ton. I think he has some really strong hands. I don't think that's something that should be a concern early on in his career, but you never know with rookies and young players. But um, I think he's a super role player at best, and I wouldn't, I just wouldn't feel comfortable with him ever starting at X personally. Okay. Okay. Now, this is kind of going to be like a little teaching session, if you don't mind, about X, Y, and Z receivers. So, why position we talked about is kind of moving off the line like in the Dalton Kincaid role like kind of like your maybe slot receiver sort of position um can you tell me I have that correct right the Y is kind of like off that so Y is your um inline tight end uh Y would be your inline tight end F would be kind of your move tight end piece um someone who you move um he's tight in the slot um, tight to the line of scrimmage or um, but standing up lined up and sl- yes correct f- yeah okay yep that would be your f um your z is your player who you line up off the line of scrimmage so they have those those couple extra yards in order to get space so they don't get jammed immediately off the line your x is your player that's lining up right on the line of scrimmage right on the football um your player who's going to get jammed the most who's going to get pressed the most and um, has to deal with that it's usually going to be your most physical receiver your biggest receiver who does the best of getting off press. Um, and then, you have, of course, you have your slot, who's really never going to get pressed. They have the most free range. Um, they get to move around the, the formation the most. It's easy to move them around, so they're they're free of getting pressed. And they're going to be lined up on the smaller player most of the time. Um, when they're not, they're, the player's going to be playing way off because usually it's a player that, that can threaten with burst and speed in short areas. So... Um, they're going to have the most free range in that way. Um, but um, really what um, Kincaid's going to be is your F, who's going to be able to um, squeeze in tight in formations um, as, a, as a stand-up player, tight in formations, um, and, and be able to be a move player. Okay, cool. Cool. Thanks for thanks for teaching. I mean, I already knew all of that stuff, of course, <laughs> Max. But, you know, just for our listeners that might not know exactly all the nuance of, of positioning. And the, no, no, appreciate that for sure. So last couple of picks we have in the, in the seventh round. Uh, we The Bills took uh, uh, guard Nick Broker out of Ole Miss, I believe. Uh, again, went back to the well for more interior offensive alignment, a, a position I think they would – I didn't think they were going to draft once. They ended up drafting twice. Uh, what would you think about this this pick? Um, I thought it was a. I thought this was another good value pick. Um, I thought Broker was someone who was a really solid technician. He has a ton of starts in his career. He started um, either three or four years at Ole Miss. He started at left tackle. He started at left guard. Um, I don't think he has a ton of position versatility either. I think he's a guard um, pretty much all the way. Um, another thing he struggles with is his, is his just core strength. I just don't think he's a naturally strong guy. Um, which which will be a problem for him in the NFL, but he is very technically sound, and he is a he's an average athlete. I would call him. Um, I think he has a chance to stick in the NFL as a depth piece. I don't think he's someone you ever wants starting because I do think that his functional strength just naturally just isn't where it needs to be for a starter, and he doesn't have the athleticism to make up for it necessarily. Um, so I just think he's limited in that sense. But I do think he's a solid technician, someone who has a ton of starts in the SEC at Ole Miss. 
Um, someone who is going to come in in the locker room right away, probably going to be a decently high floor player for what you're going to get in the seventh round, low ceiling. Um, you hope he can make the roster. There's a lot of competition there now, especially since you had Torrance in there. Um, but he's got a shot to make the roster. You hope to sneak him. If not, sneak him on the practice squad. Um, hope you can develop him for a year and um, have a cheap contract as depth once uh, some other players move out of the building in the future. Like a future, maybe Ike Butker, a guy that they've always had for depth and can start to pinch, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of the role I see him having if he does pan out in the NFL is just, you know, he's just a depth player. As far as, so the last pick of the Buffalo Bills was cornerback uh, Alex Austin, I believe out of Oregon State. And this was a pick that Greg Cosell liked a lot for the Buffalo Bills. Um, which I w- is kind of cool to see. I love Greg Gassell's, uh breakdown of players and stuff like that, and I think he has a lot of truth to what he said, um, just as in general for, for talent-wise for the Buffalo Bills. And like it w- I-, I saw him like ranked like as a fifth or sixth rounder at some mock drafts. What did you think of this pick, and did you like it? I liked it. Uh, I think he has a lot of savvy, a lot of, a lot of quote-unquote moxie, if you will. Uh, he is a, he is a um, interesting player. He has a lot of swag on the field. He plays with you know, plays with a lot of dog as people say, but he actually does like the dude, like he'll get up after every play, no matter what happens. And he'll just like, he's talking after every single play. It's, it's hilarious. His tape is so funny. Um, he gets up after every play talking. Um, as soon as the all 22 cuts to the next view, he, you can already see him getting up like with his mouthpiece out already talking to people. It's hilarious. So he's a really good zone zone player. Um, really smart football player. Think, you know, for similar reasons, as I said, his broker, the reason he falls around seven is because he's just limited as an athlete. You know, he didn't run well. This is kind of like the classic Bills corner that they like to just throw a dart at late just for depth. I think he's um, I think he's kind of on the outside looking at the roster, just looking at it the way it is right now. Um, but someone who I think is going to compete and another player just like shorter, like in a different way, but someone who Bills fans are going to be like, oh yeah, like this is a player I like a lot. I think he's going to come in. He's going to be, he's confident. Like this is a very confident football player on film. I think he's going to come. I don't see any reason for that changing once he gets to the NFL. He's just a very confident football player, very confident in his abilities. He's got good ball skills, very smart. He's not a player who's going to, um, you know, he can get grabby at times, but he's not a player who's going to, um, he, he, you know, he's limited. He's he's not a player who you're going to want starting on your defense at any point just because he's so limited as an athlete. But a player who hopefully at some point down the line you have is reasonable depth, another cheap contract option, um, and, and someone who, I, you know, he has good film, but when you run and test the way he did at the combine, you're kind of just – you're deterred by that in, in ways. So – and you just realize how limited he's going to be at the NFL level – pick i liked though i i liked him you know he he's fun he's a fun watch just because he's so um he's so confident on the field you love that in a corner of course that's that's one of the main traits you look for in a, in a dominant corner not that i think he's going to be that but he is he does have that he has that juice to him um yeah i i was i was cool with it especially late in the seventh round you know it's it's a you know you hope you just get a dart throw at, at a player who who can be a reasonable depth for you at some point online vacations can be tricky you already know how to book flights and hotels but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience 
Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Do you think there's a chance at all that he's going to end up in that? Well, I mean, the Bills have Tredavious White and, you know, Kyrie Elam as their starting cornerbacks, but maybe like a Dane Jackson-like depth piece where like round seven you're talking about a guy that's limited athletically kind of reminds me of levi wallace in that aspect as well like an undrafted guy there but or do you see him maybe is because he's limited athletically that they don't have a ton i mean they have great depth at safety for the first time in a long time but we don't know if damar hamlin's coming back necessarily could he at all push for that safety role or is he strictly a corner Oh, I think his ball skills and would lend to maybe him being able to play in too high um, shells because he's limited as an athlete. I don't think you ever want him playing in the post. And I actually, I don't think he's a great tackler, which also kind of scares me off the safety a little bit. Not a really good tackler. He's kind of an ankle biter. Um, you know, he's, he's hit or miss in that area, which kind of, it deters me some off safety. Like I think a guy like Christian Benford, who has had a lot of talk of moving to safety, he's a much better tackler than Alex Austin will ever be. And he's a little bit thicker too. Um, I think that matters some. Um, I Maybe like, you know, he has some of the traits. He has length and he has um, ball skills to play that position. I just don't know if the tackling is going to be there at, at the level it's going to need to be to play safety in the NFL. Uh, I think he's probably going to be a corner all the way. Like, um, yeah, like Dane Jackson, not, you know, not a one for one comp, but, you know, maybe he works in his way into a role like that where you don't want him starting, but, you know, you want to, you could get out of the game with him potentially if you needed to. Um, but I think he, you play a player like that too much and it limits your, um, scheming ability, especially when you're in a division with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill that you don't want players playing like that too much. And I'm, you know, I'm not. This isn't a Dane Jackson hate show, I'm sure, but I'm not a Dane Jackson guy. Um, you know, I think he tries hard and everything like that, but player who loses at the catch point way too much, um, you know, loses the 50-50 ball and he's limited as an athlete. Those are just a bunch of boxes you're checking in the negative category. Um, so I don't think you want to play players like that too much, but uh, I do like Al- I do like Alex Austin because he's – he is such a confident football player. He brings energy to a team, a team that needs a bully, a team that needs energy. You know, needs swag on the field. I think, I think he brings that at least. Um, even if he's ends up on the practice squad this year, I think that's that's something he brings to the table. So, looking at this team as a whole, I feel like a lot of fans, after the the way that this last season ended in such a disappointing fashion, like the optimism around the Bills has kind of 
taken a plunge from where we were at this point last season. And I think it has to do with the expectations and, like I said, the, the way that the season ended. Um, how do you feel going into the season? Do you feel confident about the Buffalo Bills as a whole? Or, I mean, just, just your thoughts on, on the team heading into, uh, you know, eventually we're going to do OTAs and training camp. I mean, just, just that feeling in general. Um, I like, you know, I think that this off season wasn't one where they're going to make a huge, you know, it's obviously hasn't been one where they've been able to make any huge splashes at all. Like, you know, there wasn't a Von Miller this year and, um, you know, there wasn't a big trade. There wasn't, you know, a Stephon Day trade or anything like that. They didn't have a top 15 pick to like make a huge impact, you know, year one. Um, I do like the players that they've added. I like, they've added some useful players, um, you know, I really like Connor McGovern. I like I like that addition. You know, it fits kind of what they've been wanting to add. Um, before they went and got Torrance, he's just like a he's a super tall, um, not a lot of length, but he is tall and he's athletic and he's um, a zone blocker all the way. Um, not a super powerful player, but very athletic. Um, he fits kind of what they've been wanting to do as far as switching to a more zone attack on the offensive line. Um, Damian Harris, exactly what they need. They need a hammer on at running back. He's, you know, he doesn't have to garner, you know, he's not going to be touching the ball 20 times a game, but he is someone you talk, get the ball to, uh, maybe gets 10, 12, 13 touches a game. You feel comfortable with him. Um, you feel comfortable with him in pass pro. You feel comfortable with him hammering in between the tackles and short yards or just getting hard yards. Like this is a team that has not gotten hard yards and it's so frustrating to watch. Like any Bills fan knows that getting tough yards or running back has been impossible to come by for several years. Um, you know, it's, it's frustrating to watch, um, especially when your offensive line isn't a people moving offensive line. So you're asking players who don't break a ton of tackles and aren't, aren't going to be bulldozers for you in that way, like to get yards. And it's just not, it's not an effective strategy. And it's been what's led to an anemic rushing attack in part. Um, but I like the pivots, you know, I, I like adding a big slot option and Dalton Kincaid, like that's a player who forces you into, um, forces defenses into conflict, you know, do you play nickel? Do you play base? Um, like that's a, in Brandon Bean talked about that in his post, uh, post draft press conference as well. It's like, well, we're going to put, um, we're going to put defenses in a four situations here um, because they're not going to know what to play when we have two tight ends on the field. Do they play nickel? Do they play a smaller player to try to guard him? Or do they, are they playing base or big nickel and trying to guard a safety or a linebacker on him? Like, he's just a matchup player. Um, T- Torrance, we've already talked about. He's just a player who, you know, he's a people mover. Someone, someone that, something they don't really have at, at the line, at, at all on the offensive line. Um, I think that's a really important piece. Puno Ford like, is just a sneaky signing, like, super late. Like, no one's really talking about free agency in April and May, but. I mean, that's sneaky to me. Like, that's a useful player. Um, you know, you have another pivot point in Dorian Williams, potentially, and your Mike linebacker position is really evolving a great deal. Um, I think that moving away and just trying some different things is really important. Like, you know, when it's not working, um, you know, you're getting you're getting close to where you want to be, but it's not complete working. You need pivot points. This is a finesse team. Like, let's just be honest, like, at its core, this is a totally finesse team. This is a team that wants to beat you with finesse all the way through. Um, you have 17 at quarterback. I mean, you have to be somewhat optimistic. Like, am I predicting a Super Bowl win? No, I'm not going to predict that. Like, they haven't been able to get there, so I'm not going to predict a Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, as a team, it's like 
I mean, to me, surefire playoffs, you know, you see where it goes from there. Um, but a team that I, I really like what the, the, the pivots that they've done to try to try to get some bully mentality on their offense. Like this is, um, you know, I, I want to see more bully mentality on the defense too, but on the offense, like getting Torrance and um, getting Damian Harris are two bullies on your team that you didn't have last year. I really like those pivots and, you know, that gives me some confidence that they understand kind of what they've been lacking um, is that, is that bully and that pivot point of being a bully when the finesse just isn't working for you. So I like, I like that. Um, I like what they've done. You know, they haven't done anything big, you know, they're not going to be the number one winners of the off season, but um, their pivot points I think are really good and, and they were very much needed. So last question, and by the way, I really appreciate your time. I know it's been a long conversation, but it's been really insightful. Um, last question I'll ask you, because we're talking, we we're just talking draft picks in the 2023 draft, I want to switch to the 2022 draft. And which players, one, two, three, or any of them, that you could see from the 2022 draft potentially taking a big step forward and contributing a lot on this on this next team in 2023? Um, I mean, this is going to be like the basic pick, but Kyrie Elam, you know, I think that his start to the year, I mean, it was people were kind of scratching their heads like, okay, like, you know, what's going on? He's not, he's rotating with a six rounder. Like why, like what's going on? Like, why is he not playing? And I think that it's just, it was just, it's just a stubbornness in some instances by Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott to not force those guys into huge roles early. Um, you know, which I get that, but I was so early clamoring for Kyrie Elon to be playing over Dane Jackson when Dane Jackson was playing. I was just begging for a switch and it didn't really, I mean, it didn't really happen until late in, later in the year. And, you know, he had some insane plays. He had the interception on Marquez Valdez scaling in the regular season, um, which was an incredible play in the end zone. Like to me, in my opinion, no one else on the team is making that play period. Like, um, outside of your safeties, You're, I, even Trey White, like love him to death, but I don't think he's making that play. None of your other corners are making that play. He just has he brings a different ceiling to your defense. He br- brings the ability to play man coverage against your fast um, division foe receivers against Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Like that's gonna be some he- like those games are gonna be huge this year, of course. And I you want Kyrie Elam on the field for that. And I I truly believe that you know as rough as the playoffs were for the bills this year he was one of the best players on the field in both playoff games i I really do believe that he was just um he just looked like he had taken steps at the end of the year and i wanted to see more of him of course but obviously they lost but um you know i wanted to see more of him and he was one of the only players at the end of the year i was like i want to see more of you like more more of this please because i think he's he was just starting to get it. You know, he's just starting to get it. He has great ball skills. He's got great length. He's got height, weight, speed. And um, I just think he's a player who it sounds like he's worked extremely hard. Like, you don't ever hear a bad word about the guy. Um, I'm just really excited for him, honestly. I just think that this year is just like a huge potential leaping point for him. And a lot of that just comes with more opportunity that he wasn't able to get last year. And I think more opportunity um, – will lead to success for him. And I'm just really excited for the player that he's going to be. 
Well, this has been uh, a truly like fun conversation, Max. Uh, hearing about your insight on all these players, not just like the first few rounds, which is kind of what I had a, an understanding of before, but I really needed your articles to get through like all the day three stuff and some of the day two stuff. Like, uh, so it was really cool to read all that. Like, really insightful stuff. Appreciate you coming on for sure. Um, they can find you on Twitter. It's Max underscore Owens nine, correct? That is correct. Yep, you can find me over there. I'll tweet once in a while. Off season, I'm a little bit quieter, but uh, once the season gets rolling and preseason gets rolling, I'll, I'll uh, have the tweets firing off, all the hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> and they could find you on. Uh, is there? Is there? Obviously, all your great work is on BuffaloRomlings.com when you're posting. Where can they? Find, is there anything else on social media like Instagram or whatever like that, or is it mostly no, just Twitter? Just Twitter. Twitter's really. I post all my articles over there. Um, I interact on Twitter when if someone wants to interact with me, I'm more than happy to to message or, or reply to any tweets. Um, but I've, I'll post all my articles over on my Twitter account as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, just Twitter and uh, I'll always check out the website. We got a, a lot of great content going, um, even in the off season. So um, I'll be having my. I got to write my 2024 mock draft. So that'll be coming out pretty soon. So something to look forward to. <laughs> and let me early. guess. Let me guess. You're going to have either a right tackle or a defensive tackle in the first round. If I can yeah. make a prediction. <laughs> yeah. If, if there was a, Right now, that that's a that's a fair prediction. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> great, great. And I'll also have your Twitter handle in the uh, show notes for for anyone that didn't catch that earlier. That's Max underscore Owens nine, the, the number nine. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Like I, I always loved having Griff and Dan on, and the fact that I pivoted to you, which is super insightful, super fun to talk about. Um, I just want to thank you for taking the time and and coming on the Circling the Wagons podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, Nate. And uh, anytime, I, I really appreciate it. And, um, I love I love the show. So um, keep up the great work. I uh, really appreciate it. Thank you again to the folks over at the Twin Spire Sportsbook at Delago at the Delago Resort and Casino. Check them out if you haven't already. Lots of playoff basketball and hockey going on. A lot of fun things to bet on. So for me, Nate, go Bills! Happy Memorial Day! Thanks again to Max Owens. And we'll talk to you guys again next week.
Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs> First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit MethodProducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.